Welcome back to the Unanimous Decision Podcast. I am your host, Palm. Follow me on Twitter at dpalm66. Follow the show on Twitter at udpod. Follow the entire MTR network at, you guessed it, the MTR network. You found us. Don't you dare lose us. Subscribe on iTunes. Subscribe on Spotify. Subscribe everywhere. Podcasts are given away for absolutely free. 99. The weekend has come. The weekend has passed. The Super Wild Card Weekend is behind us. I have my issues with a lot of it. We'll talk about even the naming, but first and foremost, I want to welcome back our guest for this week, the homie Justin. Uh, Justin, you survived Tampa, uh, watching Tennessee play Jacksonville, and no one got fired, which is unlike what's going to happen in L.A. No, we fired Todd Dowding. I am happy today. Okay. We, we, got, we got rid of our offensive coordinator. Titans transactions. Uh, I mean, no, no one cares. We're just going to replace him for another offensive coordinator that doesn't believe in mixing up play calling on first down and things. They're handing Derrick Henry the ball every first down is a viable strategy in the NFL in the year of our Patrick Mahomes 2023. In their defense, they've got to convince your coach to hire him, so they have to say that. <laughs> like, yes, you're right. However, that is also counterintuitively the only way to get hired. Fair. Fair. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, before we get into the NFL action, I haven't talked with anyone else on the air about this yet. I'd talk to myself for 30 minutes. How do you feel, Florida fan, watching what happened last Monday when Georgia beat TCU 65-7? to 7? I have to update that every time in case someone missed it. First of all, weird. Second of all, always like saying it out loud. How do you feel? I feel like, you know, the flashback in T, is it Terminator 2, where all the T-1000s are just like destroying everything? Yes. And there is no hope, only desolation mm-hmm. and despair. Correct. I feel like I should send someone back in time to win. I don't know if I want to go back to when Urban was hired at Florida or when he kicked out Cam Newton. I don't know which one of those inflection points I want to alter. But anything to stop, the, like I thought Alabama's happiness made me un, like made me upset. I'm the sure, that you know what, to be fair, I'm sure it did. <laughs> the only thing worse than Georgia winning back-to-back titles would be if Tennessee won next year. Then I would be in my own personal hell. Well, that's one of the seals of the apocalypse, so we all know that's not going to happen. Um, I, well, I, I, I don't know, D. Paul. <laughs> <laughs> Georgia just won two in a row, so. <laughs> uh, well, I'm sure from your perspective, it doesn't seem great. But, you know, up here on the Death Star, we're doing great. Uh, I was listening to Bomani uh, talk about the game last week, and he said, the worst part about this Georgia thing is they're all interchangeable. Jordan Davis graduated, and they may have replaced him with a better player. Says, I know James Cook plays in the NFL now, but it looks like they replaced James Cook with James Cook. And I really had no – he's very right. It's uh, like Carson Beck. Like people aren't ready. <laughs> the fact that Carson Beck has been running this offense for three years. <laughs> all I have to say – is once we get out of this full body cast, rehab, do some uh, 
you know, reconstructive therapy. Then you'll see. I really then you'll like see. <laughs> well, no, so, like, given the latest NIL news that just happened with Florida and that quarterback transferring out because allegedly the NIL money wasn't what he thought it was because the uh, boosters. Let's be specific. Allegedly, y'all broke. Yeah. Well, no, no, it's not, that, it's not that we're broke. It's that we didn't want to pay. And I don't know which is worse. I don't know if I'd rather be sounds broke or cheap. It sounds the same to me. <laughs> like, so, so I, that news just lets me know. Cause, all right, so in college football, you have two choices, especially now that the shadow economy has moved to Front Street. And since the shadow economy has moved to Front Street, the numbers are bigger. The game is the same. The numbers are just bigger. True. So you have a choice. You can be principled or you can be good at football. Those are your choices. Accepting. I'll accept the shot you're shooting. That's fine. Like, so when I say principled, I don't mean like morally principled, but if your principle is I don't want to pay these kids X amount of money, then that's your principle. You can stand by that principle or you can be good at football. Dabo's in the portal now. He's calling kids out the portal. Like, oh, Dabo seems to have warmed the idea. See, again, Dabo's principle was I'm not paying these kids got his ass kicked in the ACC for one year. And he's like, oh, right, this is what it feels like when I don't have Trevor Lawrence back here. Maybe I should, uh... Dog, he lost to South Carolina and was like, fuck <laughs> that. Never again. Never. So, again, you can be principled on your state. Like, again, I'm not saying principled is like a, mo- a moral yeah. standpoint. Just principled as in... Just like your, yeah. Right, your principle is I'm not paying these kids. I'm not going to pay a 17-year-old $13 million. Fine, that is your principle. Alleged. Allegedly, allegedly. Awfully aggressively. Right, Orlando allegedly. Sentinel. I'm talking to you, Orlando Sentinel, former paper of repute. I read that shit, I was like, okay, sure, buddy. But also, this is college football, and I can totally see some, I can totally see a booster okay. or someone saying, oh, yeah, that, that kid's worth $13 million. I'll do that. But what's more logical, that that's the actual number, or that the school in town leaked a higher number to make the player look why not both? Okay, fair enough. You know what? I'm not going to debate you. Both can be true. Excellent counterpoint, good sir. But like, so why, if, are limiting, if, why are you limiting these options? It's a great reply. Like, if if that is the game and you don't want to play that game, cool. You're not going to be good at football. Like that. It is. I'm, when it they is, when the they started the day. nil. Yeah. When they started the NIL, they tried to tell everyone that this was going to even the playing field and that the mid-majors no. are going to have a real shot. And I looked at everyone and was like, has anyone ever watched college football? What what do, we, what do you think? Do you think that this change is going to alter literally all of college football for the history? Because if you don't think that, then that's a silly thing to say out loud. Right. And a lot of people said that shit. And they act like expanding the playoff is about anything beyond television rights when ESPN owns it. Go try to find the NCAA's logo on any playoff coverage. I'll wait. And that's the one thing the NCAA is supposed to be good at. They're supposed to be good at throwing tournaments. Well, they were. They just weren't doing it fast (laughs) enough for ESPN. So ESPN said, what if we threw our own tournament and bought off these fucking bowl games? And bowl games are like, we'll take the money. But what so, about okay, hold we'll on. take the money? <laughs> Before we get into the show proper, yes. which major network is going to buy March is going to buy the Final Four? It's CBS. You, damn. Viacom? Yeah. What else do I they have? It. I can see Viacom doing it. The, look, guess what's about to happen? 
Quick, before we get to the show proper, free game for everyone. If everyone starts selling things, <laughs> guess what? You got to buy early or you're going to buy super expensive. Or you'd be in the dreaded I, sell, I sold last place. When WWE Network sold to Paramount, or excuse me, to NBC Universal, I said, look out, guys. The streaming wars are over. It's now a content game for your data. And everything that everyone's everything that's happened since. Everyone's looked surprised. And I've just looked at the past. I'm like, what did I tell you was gonna happen? Why is any I know no one listens to me and that's fine. I was fucking super right about this. Yeah. I this and crypto are the two words like you never remember anything. Well, actually, the way meteorites are gonna be distributed in the late 2020s and crypto as an idea. Those are the two I'll hang my hat on happily, my friend. Um, someone who's not happy, and he's never fucking happy because every time he speaks, he's got a problem. Aaron Rodgers lost this season <laughs> because he didn't want to work out in the offseason full stop. And you can say, oh, they should have gotten him back. They gotten... No, we saw in the last end of the season that once the timing was down and the players knew the playbook and they were comfortable with Rodgers, that was an offense capable of scoring points. He said, no, I want to do drugs with my friends, which you would never, ever let a black quarterback get away with. I want to do ayahuasca with my friends and talk about it with the equivalent of the hotep guy on your floor freshman year, i.e. Joe Rogan. And no one questioned it. Now he's holding the organization hostage to the point where I've got to imagine if you're a Green Bay fan, the only thing you can say is, motherfucker, again? They've had Brett Favre and Aaron Rodgers, Justin, and all they've got is the same number of Super Bowls as Eli fucking Manning combined. Like, watching this unfold, my first thought was, oh, cool, it's the Brett Favre saga all over again. Congratulations. Everything's a, re everything's a rerun, brother. The only difference is Jordan Love isn't as good as Aaron Rodgers was. We don't we don't know. We don't know. Well, so here's the thing. We knew Aaron Rodgers was that good when Green Bay had him. Like when they drafted I, him, we I knew need, oh no, he's I that good. I need people to go back and look. There was a legitimate, like, there was a groundswell yes for Aaron Rodgers that I believe came from inside the fucking building. Um Yeah. I'll die believing that. But yeah, the, the the call was coming from inside the house. You don't see it for Jordan Love. And I... Hey, man. It's just you and me here. Fuck the, fuck the recording. Green Bay, Wisconsin, and black quarterback. Go. Man. He, <laughs> he better be the reincarnation of be. Joe Namath. You can't be good, my brother. You better be great. You, you need to be Peyton Manning. Michael Vick. Not the first couple years either. <laughs> oh, no. Oh, no, no, no. Mid-career Peyton, bro. You need to be all of, you need to be Patrick Mahomes, Dan Marino. You need to be all of them. Brought, did you see Peyton Manning on uh, the Manning cast, I guess, on Monday night, talking about there are no halftime adjustments. Everybody go in there, get an energy bar, some water, and the coach says, let's get back out there for 31, for 61 minutes, whatever. Does that explain every Colts collapse in the playoffs? Yes. Like, yes. Or, yes, it does. Like, what the fuck are you talking about? 
Because you know that's like the plan's a plan, goddammit. The plan ain't changing. Like, I don't know why that tickled me so much, but it really did. It like, he said that, I'm like, he's joking, right? Like, this is a joke. This is a bit. He's doing a bit. Yo, the bit was his entire fucking career. Got him. Uh, let me stop being silly and let's go to these games. Wild card weekend was renamed Super Wild Card Weekend, even though there's only one wild card weekend. So you would say, oh, maybe next week is wild card weekend. No, 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 my friends. Next week is divisional weekend. They called it Super Wild Card Weekend because they've got ads to sell, goddammit. And they're gonna sell those ads. So was the weekend super? I would argue, yeah. I left each game with one or two intriguing questions from each one. And if you do me the favor, Justin, I think we can go through each game and try to answer some of those questions. Let's do it. First question, Niners, Seahawks. Niners beat the Seahawks 41-23. A very impressive showing out of the Niners, out of that quarterback, out of the whole organization. Bravo, D'Amico Ryans has put together a defense that is legitimately horrifying. And I ask you, Justin, is Kyle Shanahan an idiot? The answer is yes with an asterisk. And here's the okay, asterisk. Me, explain the asterisk. I, I think I know where yes is from. Explain the asterisk. The asterisk, he is very good at planning and strategizing with the pieces in front of him and making, like, get whatever pieces are currently in front of him, he'll find a way to make that part work. Okay, so now explain to the audience why he's an idiot. They gave up. Hold on. Dog, I'm, no, <laughs> we don't do pre-show for this. We don't, he texted me 45 minutes ago, hey, we still going at six? I said, yes, we are. I this knew. is exactly what they gave up for Trey Lance because, That's, my God. The Trey Lance decision, I don't give a shit if you think he's good. It doesn't matter if you think he's good or bad. The the amount, if, if he's not a dumb person, I need someone to explain to me how you give all that to get a quarterback that you don't fucking need. Unless, like, you're playing, like, 8D chess and you're like, well, when he trades Trey Lance – then whatever you're playing, whatever you're doing the the uh, uh, money, the the Sixers thing, that I absolutely hate. But Justin, do you have the trade in front of you? I I am looking for because they they gave don't worry, up. Don't worry about it. Hold it on, they gave up three first rounders. Oh Jesus Christ! Three years worth of first round picks <laughs> and a third round pick. In their Trey defense. Lance. In their defense, they're never going to be good picks because the Niners are always good. <laughs> right. Well, but, yeah. but this is absurd. <laughs> a lot of picks for a quarterback who may, who you may have proven you don't need. And so the, the counter, the counterpoint to this argument is, well, if you see what I'm doing without him, imagine what I can do with him. To that I say, but I saw what you did with him. You were treating him like Jimmy Garoppolo. I don't know if that's the best use of his talents. What? Look, and I'll be really real. Brock Purdy's good. Like, Brock Purdy's that, like, I mean, you know, people fall in drafts for lots of reasons, yada, yada, yada. Brock Purdy was put in a situation where it was very much plug and play. He is possibly one of the greatest, most maximized collection of offensive talent in the league and a defense the likes of which is going to get D'Amico Ryan's a head coach in Justin in the league. I want to caveat all that because all that's kept taking into account 
This motherfucker made kind of for four touchdowns, Justin. Yeah. And the only reason I'm out here not like, waving Niners flags and, and making jokes about Steve Young's second coming is because at some point he's going to play like a rookie, right? He has to mathematically, right? See, I would say that, but then I see who they play next. I was like, oh, okay, well, that's going to – is that we'll going to happen next, next week? week in a second. Don't, don't, yeah, I, that's fair. That's a fair thing to say. Um, but they came out here and they did it to the Seahawks, man. I, I thought, hmm, I don't know. I, I don't tell you. I was flat out wrong about this game. I thought this, I thought Geno and them, the ability to stretch it was going to be that Geno's going to deep ball. There's not a whole lot better in the league. And I thought it's that so pretty. they'd be able to weaken that San Francisco defense, but there's just too much defense and too much offense and too much San Francisco. They've got Debo and they've got Christian McCaffrey. Like they've got a lot of stuff working for them. It is a hell of a thing to watch. And like you said, next week could be uh, more of the same out of them. I, I really don't know what to expect out of that team, except to, to conclusively say Kyle Shanahan might actually be an idiot. Um, all right. Next up on the docket, a team you saw up Chris in personal. <laughs> the I, fucking Chargers. The Chargers. 27 to nothing. I looked at my I looked at my brother and I said they're going to lose this game. Because oh, they are the so San- that's <laughs> they are the San Diego Chargers. That's the end of the because that's what the Chargers have done since their entire existence. And by good any measure, that's exactly what they did. They lost the game 31 to 30. I Justin. How does Staley have a job still? So okay. I do not have the eye that a lot of my friends that talk about the sport have. So when they talk about why a coach should be fired, they can go to like X's and O's and like personal reasons why this like why it's a bad fit. I'm looking at that game and I'm watching them choke the lead away and I'm counting how many times they're running the ball. Do you know how many times they ran the ball in the second half? I believe it was five. Six. Ah. One off. But yes. Why? 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 And before we even get to the, before we get to that, the week before, they had a game that literally, Justin, all the games count, sure. If they'd have won last week, they'd have been the five seed. Because they lost, they were the five seed. They went into the game with all that information and the knowledge about Mike Williams hurt back. You know who didn't play Sunday? Or Saturday, excuse me. Mike Williams. And because of this, because Brandon Staley, who looks like a 12-year-old, has been counted as this really smart guy, and because everyone who knows more than me about football tells me that that quarterback is very good, despite the lack of results, because you got to factor in the Chargers thing, they have fired the OC and quarterbacks coach. Joe Lombardi and Shane Day both been released as of this morning. Justin, I get that we're going to go ahead and say, oh, you know, this is a, a restructure. How do you bring Brandon Sealy back in the locker room, man? Like, how do you – I know some of the players have been summoned for him because you can't stop against him because what if they don't fire him? I get all that. What – make it make sense for me. I, there is no logical reason to bring him back. The only reason you bring him back is if you, as 
ownership or leadership believe that he can write the ship. But if you're firing the coordinator he picked and the quarterback's coach he picked, that lets me know that you do not believe he's doing a good job with the quarterback that he has. So, okay, that means you think he's doing a great job with the defense. The defense that just surrendered 33 points in a playoff 30, game oh, to 30, lose? 31, my friend. 31. 31 I'm sorry. 30- to lose. <laughs> it, had a, it had a defender earn a unsportsmanlike conduct penalty that literally lost you the game. Yes. Good old yeah. Homelander Bosa. Look, Homelander, I wasn't ready. Damn it. You've seen that, right? You got me. I didn't see that. Right? I, I, um, I know he's some, uh, he wants to make uh, LA great again, but I didn't know that there was a, a Photoshop out. That's, that's really good. No, no, no. It's not a Photoshop. So uh, Halloween, uh, they NFL asked a bunch of players, you know, who, what superpower would you want? Or like, what superhero would you be? Whatever. Joey Bosa unprompted says, and I quote, you know, I have the blonde hair and blue eyes. I think I'd be Homelander. Wait, unprompted. Because it was it a question on Amazon? Because that's a tie-in. That right there is called cross-marketing. No. No. No, huh? Well, everyone saw I tried, right? I gave it the old college try. I tried to tried to help him out there, but I figured Bosa wouldn't actually appreciate my attempts at helping him out. So let's move on. Uh, Sunday games. There were three of them on Sunday. The first one, Buffalo, Miami. Miami rolling in there with the third string quarterback. And I was like, well, if Mike McDaniel's any good, you saw what Brock Purdy been doing. He could, I'll be good and goddamn with Skylar Thompson. I was winning that fucking football game. Buffalo won 34 31. Justin, the question for this one is wait, I thought they fixed him. Because Mr. Allen. Every time they've played Miami. He's looked mighty humid. And I have I have honestly been the guy who was like, you know what I was wrong about? Josh Allen. He's done things I didn't think was possible. That, 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 that. Dog, he wanted to throw two more picks. And after that, like, this is this is why I mocked him. This is why I had questions about him. This is why I never believed. Because that's not you. No, no. A third-string quarterback Miami. Y'all, no, no. A Miami no. secondary that has been hurt since November. Zavion Howard is not 100%. Javon Holland is not 100%. This that dude pick- got two speeds. Lights out and in the dark. And you know the difference. Man, if I- that game, so the game they played in Buffalo the first time. Mm-hmm. If, because they're throwing snowballs and the ref said, hey, you keep doing that 15-yard penalty, a ref gets hit with a snowball, no penalty called, and that ends up setting up Buffalo for what ends up winning the game. Cool, fine, whatever. And that really questionable Josh Allen made it across the line for that two-point conversion when he didn't. Yeah, we'll give him whatever. Right, fine. Superstars get calls, whatever. Every time they've played Miami, Josh Allen has looked mighty... I know, I know he got hurt a couple weeks ago. He's playing on the injury. I understand that. But like, it's not, we'll talk about what it looks like when you're cooks, when we get to the Tampa game. Right. Like this wasn't cooked. This was just bad decision-making. This is bad decision-making. And like injuries don't make you make bad decisions. And so like, now I feel like I have to go back and look at, I have to go back and look at his, uh, look at the games. 
are these the decisions he's always making? He just has amazing talent around him to cover it up. Because it's like, all right, you play Madden. You know that at some points you run it, you run a play. It's like, hey, I feel like this guy can make the play. You just throw it up there just to see what will happen. Is that what he's been doing? He's just been getting away with it because he has Stefan Diggs? Dog, I'm not telling. I'm not saying the turning point with Stefan Diggs, but the turning point with Stefan Diggs. And you know what? After we answer this question, I'm going to roll right into the next game. The Giants beat the fraudulent Vikings 31-24. It was a fraud off, and the bigger fraud was in Minnesota. And I'll say this right now, that I never thought I'd say, Brian Dayball might be that dude because he came through and he, he changed Josh Allen. He fixed Josh Allen. And what's and yeah. then he fixed he might have fixed old buddy in New York because he's gonna get paid off that game alone and he deserves to. But I tell you what, all of them everyone who's like, I'm a football guy, do, do, do. if you don't like and I don't like analytics in my football, hey man, the numbers have told you all year how bad this Vikings team was. Go look at their point differential, I'll wait. That, it's a that's the thing I always point to. I point to the point. Of, I'm like, cool, you're winning all these games. At some point, this catches up to you. And I don't know if the Giants are good, but they weren't as big a fraud as the Vikings were because that was some – look, that was that was counterfeit money all season long. That yeah. mm, mm, Kirk Cousins can only do so much, and everyone – oh, Kirk Cousins, look at all these numbers. Kirk went Kirk, baby. That is That was some vintage Kirk Cousins performance. And I'll ask you this right now. I'll be good and goddamn if Jason Garrett sits up here one more time talking about how good uh, Daniel Jones is playing, not nutting us, not mentioning once that he was the OC the last few years when he looked like ass. They got Jason Garrett playing in my face on television. I completely forgot about that. That's ridiculous. I completely forgot about that. Because I treat me like I'm a dummy, Justin. Every time I watch Daniel Jones, I'm like, you should be good. Why aren't you good? Now I know why. You were being misused. And I'll say this. In our defense about how I've always talked about Josh Allen and Daniel Jones, you don't normally watch quarterbacks come into the league and continue to improve. At a certain point, they are who they are because it's hard to get that coaching time. And that sounds silly, but you're so focused on the week-to-week, it's hard to watch them or to see – the true development of them. And maybe it's it's me because I am expecting more of the development in college. But I hadn't really – I didn't expect the jump to be made for Josh Allen, which it clearly happened. Like last week's last week, and I'll have questions about the last six weeks, but he's much better than he was three years ago. That's industry. I'm not going to sit here pretend that. That motherfucker Daniel Jones, they had vanilla Vic trending, and I couldn't get mad. I'm I'm flabbergasted at Vanilla Vic. I just it's funny. It's funny. It ain't raw. <laughs> that's that. That's that. Was it Anthony uh, Anthony Mackey? He's out of line, but he's right. He's out of line, but he's right. <laughs> he's out of line, but he's right, man. I'll tell you. You're serious? It's real out here, man. Danny Dimes doing it again. Uh, last game on Sunday, Baltimore and Cincinnati. I know. A lot of people think um, the class, the AFC is Cincinnati and Buffalo. We could talk about some of the macro social um, political reasons why you think that. Both them teams struggled with third string quarterbacks on Sunday. If Sunday, 
so Sunday should have put to bed any doubts that Ravens ownership had of giving Lamar his guaranteed money. Oh, they're paying that man. I don't know what. Back to, back to what I said before. Right. You can be principled and not give a quarterback that no, much no, no, guaranteed no, no. money. Yeah, bump all that. You know what it is? Honestly, there's two big things at play here. One, Solomon Missouri said it a couple years ago on Twitter. Me and the comms reminded us, you don't want to be out here. You don't want to be out here. With no quarterback. <laughs> Ask Justin how life is with no quarterback. We we didn't want to be out here so bad. We gave Ryan Tannehill $100 million. Look, and you know what's worse than in here? Out there, every damn time. Ask me how I know. Mm. And secondly, I, 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 and secondly, this whole thing is predicated on the code with which people discuss Lamar Jackson. Guys, when people say his style of play led to his injury, I need you to calmly, succinctly, and correctly point out that both the injuries sustained by Lamar Jackson and taken off the field were sustained in the pocket. Listen to me now. Believe me later on, he got hurt in the pocket both times, which means the problem isn't what? His running. He came in here slow like Debo this season because he recognized he had to get more resilient when he ran because this team was going to ask him to run more. In response, he also stepped up his reads and his footwork in the pocket. This season, that injury occurred in the pockets, pockets. So when they say things like his style isn't conducive, it's just racism. It's just code. It's just laziness. Pick one of the three, but that's what it is. I am sick. You know what happens when this motherfucker runs? He runs untouched to end zones. I've watched him play. What the fuck are we talking about? He's not getting this isn't Cam Newton in year one. This is a defend this is a former MVP of this league before his 25th birthday. And y'all talk about him like he's Robert Griffin. It's ridiculous. And I, I, part of this is coming because I've recently adopted the Ravens. Because if I get to watch Roquan Smith play quarter by linebacker, then I'll cheer for your team. Is anything I said crazy? No. Is anything I said wrong? No. So I ask you, Justin, when when Lamar comes to them and says, hey, look, they gave that old rapist a bunch of uh, guaranteed money. I'm going to need some guaranteed money. And they say back, hey, man, just because the Browns are dumb doesn't mean we got to be dumb. Yes, Lamar is within his <laughs> rights to say, you're right about that. But just because they don't mean I have to ignore that they were dumb. Hey, man, this is why I would push back. Just because they were dumb doesn't mean I have to be dumb. Yes, it does. Yes, it does. Yes, it does. The, mar- <laughs> the market is that's how that's what I was told by capitalists was the market. Uh, the two quotes I love to go to in this situation. Uh, what did Marlo say in the wire? Press of the brick going up. It is what it is. Just going up. It just went up. Now what? What are you going to do? You're going to pay. 
And that's the thing. That's the thing that gets me about all the faux conversation about is Lamar making a business decision. Uh, should Lamar have been at the game on Sunday? Hey, man, if Lamar's tiniest, tiniest little shot across the bow is not going to stand on the sideline and be a distraction, then y'all got off light. I'm from the 90s, baby. I'm from when holdouts can happen. Yes. Remember when they didn't pay Emmett and this nigga sat at home? Like, Lamar didn't oh my god, my godmother was salty. Oh, I remember that. She was salty. And that's I'll say this right now before we get to the Cowboys game. Jared always knew he was gonna pay Dak. He let y'all have your little social media conversations. He let uh, first take do what they're gonna do. I'm sure he even fed some of those conversations through media contacts. Because guess what, kids? When the media is talking, they aren't talking on behalf of the players because their contacts are people who are going to have jobs when their careers end. When you hear the conversation on first take, is Lamar Jackson, or, or anywhere, is Lamar Jackson making a business decision by not playing? Stop yourself. Ask, how did this get in this show? Just ask yourself that question. Was it because Lamar's people called up and said they should say it? Or... Was it someone at ESPN who used to work in Baltimore who says, hey, it'd be great if you guys do this. Give us some leverage in public negotiations. They don't even say it that brazenly, but that's what it is. It's a leverage play. So when and, – and I go for – I go to barbershop and shit like – they have these conversations in public because they're seeing them on TV. They recreate them. And I just say, you know they're paid to say those things, right? You're not getting paid. Why are you saying these things? They're illogical. Which is a long way to say they're going to pay him, and they're trying to pay him less by dirtying him up in the media and making people ask those questions in the first place. And I mean, that's cute. You still go like again. You have two choices. And that's the thing. They're like, going to pay him. Your two choices are pay Lamar or set this thing on fire. And unless you're prepared to look at your fan base in the eye and say, "Hey, this team that we thought could win the Super Bowl." We want to throw that away now because we don't want to pay Lamar Jackson guaranteed Here's money. Here's how you know they're going to pay him. Look at the Harbaugh press conference from, like, I think it was, like, uh, the last week, I think it was. They had come out with some public shit, and they kind of questioned Lamar. Sometimes, remember, he says, I love Lamar three times during a presser. They know. Yeah. They know. Like, that's – if you're having these kind of – you're carrying the water for them, and I don't know how you're wired, Justin. I don't know how the listeners are wired. I'm wired the same way. I'm going to use another wire quote. Fuck the bosses. Fuck the bosses. Yes. (laughs) Corporate's never your friend. What are we doing here, guys? Y'all, it's amazing how how fast a fan during the C-suite executive the second is about paying some players. Hey, man. Although. I don't know if they earned it. Oh, oh, the Sandy Watkins piece in, in um, PFT right before the game. On, I was like, what is this? Why do I know Sandy Watkins' opinion on him playing? Why are we sharing this? Because it's a machine. The machine is dedicated to harming the players. And the more people realize this, the more people can stop pretending that these news outlets who are paid shills in the NFL are doing anything other than carrying the NFL's water. I promise I'm going to stop ranting. I promise I will. <sighs> The last game of the weekend. A game that had me enthralled from kick to whistle. Ooh, buddy. The Dallas Cowboys 
then took that star bandwagon and drove it down to the Bay of Tampa and kicked Tom Brady's eight and nine ass. I know we said, oh, Tampa, they won the division. Nah, bro, eight and nine, you lost the division. You just didn't, you didn't lose the, the worst. Eight and nine, you, everybody lost the division. We they know. almost lost that division to a Carolina Panthers team led by Sam Darnold. And Steve, like, they, <laughs> their coach from the beginning of the season is now coaching in Nebraska. Like, that's how close it was. <laughs> that's really funny. Um, it's it's so close that the Panthers are going to skip. No, it is. It was so close. The Panthers are going to skip step two of the black interim coach rebuild and just go straight to to Jim Harbaugh instead of letting Steve Wilkes build it up for another year. They're like, oh no, you've already built it up to division contender. Right, just, okay, I got I got I got one Harbaugh thing. Everyone knows he doesn't have an agent, right? So that's like uh, open public flirting. That makes Michigan come out and reaffirm their commitment to him every goddamn year is both the messiest thing <laughs> and the most hilarious thing in college football. Well, hey, eventually Michigan's going to be like, hey, man, if okay. you don't want me, then don't do talk to think? me. He just beat Ohio State two years in a row. I think you can do this forever. That's fair. You know what? Beat he beat Ohio State two years in a row, made back-to-back playoffs, got Molly off in the first one, and got boat raced in the second one. However, and he's never made a quarterback that I've ever wanted to watch play football. However, what, what got Lloyd Carr out of here? Yo, Lloyd, who back-to-back wins against Ohio State, he yeah. could be governor. Like <laughs> Jim Harbaugh's oh, and, I, and the best part about it is it never gets called for what it is. It's like legitimate teams have teams have legitimate interest in Jim Harbaugh, and all of a sudden it's Jim Harbaugh's resigned with Michigan for a lot more money. And you're like, wait a second, but there was no yo Michigan's out on their Twitter account and they're at basketball games saying how much they love Jim Harbaugh. It's not fair. <laughs> Because his his entire press thing is like I'm good at, I'm a football coach and theirs has to be we will kiss the ground you walk on or you might end up with the Panthers because guess what if he leaves the fans won't even make him the bad guy because he's conditioned them to accept that every year this is the dance we do it's some like manipulation of the highest order like oh I oh I I don't like what he's done but I respect it is that fair game is the game man. Game, game is, is the game, the game. And he has found a cheat code. If I if I make the negotiate in public, I can't lose against the university. <laughs> Which honestly saying it out loud, kind of brilliant. All right. So Dallas and Tampa Bay. Everyone told you what a turnover machine Dick Dak Prescott had been, what a tear Tampa had been on, throwing on the outside to Mike Evans the last four weeks, how the Dallas secondary was actually accessible with deep passes, given some of the results lost, yada 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 yada. They kicked that boy from stem to stern. They whooped his ass from the moment they got off the track. And you know why they whooped his ass? Because he's scared of getting hit now. And you can see it. And that offensive line is not adequate to assuaging his fears. So when pressure would come, oh, um, what was a, a little, the, the, I forget what they were called, the head. His face looks gaunt. Like he needs a sandwich. Um, they called him a Decepticons logo, and I have not known peace since. 
He is truly more than meets the eye. He, <laughs> he they're eating up that offensive line, and he 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 only got sacked I think twice. But it, like the hurry number has to be. And then when he did have time, Wood was like, "We're not worrying because I don't give a shit." But it was telling. Was that ball wasn't doing what he wanted it to a lot. You know what it looked like? It looked like that last year in New England. Which means he could be going to get some more shots and be back here for 40 more years. Like, what's that? Like, honestly, like, I don't know what's – he's going to be another one who holds a franchise hostage like Aaron Rodgers. But, like, yep. honestly, this is this is some shit. Like, I've never – the end of that game where the, it looked like he and Mike – he and um, um, old buddy uh, uh, Evans were playing different sports. There were a couple, like, crosser outs where he just threw it, like, legitimately seven yards in front of the receiver. I was like, what's happening here? There were it was misses that's it was misses you don't expect Tom Brady to make, particularly in year 23, 22. It was weird. And also, give credit to Dallas, they came out with a great game plan. They came out with an ass kicker. Uh Tony Pollard is an ass kicker. Yeah. And I've been saying it all year. Because my barber's a Cowboys fan. I was like, look, man, Johnny stop. He's like, well, Ezekiel, this Zeke's not the thing. Your thing is the other dude. The other dude is the guy. And they gave Zeke those memorial carries at the end of the game. That was kind of nice. But Tony Pollard is the workhorse now. And it's been fascinating to watch happen in real time. But I hate right. asking you this. I hate putting you on the spot. Am I wrong? Go for like, it. And I know people have, people have said this before. Tom Brady's cooked. Tom Brady's done. That looked like, oh, we're turn off the lights. We're good here. I didn't see he, he's been cooked for the last three years. That year he won the Super Bowl, he was cooked. He just had a great defense and ended up playing a Chiefs team that got five guys from Home Depot playing offensive line. This he's like cooked. A very, very angry Titans fan. I don't know. I don't know if I can trust this take. He's been, he has been cooked since the he day put, look, okay, he how about left this? How about the New England. He, he's been putting up. That was not an arm that could put up the numbers that I'd seen in the last two years. The one I saw on Monday night. Bruce Arian and Byron Leftwich are magicians. They, oh, that's they, oh, we, we reached <laughs> we reached the David Blaine part of the football analysis. <laughs> I don't like they, it. I don't understand. <laughs> no, the, believe your eyes. That they took they took out routes out of the playbook for a reason, D. Paul. Believe what your eyes are showing you. Every throw, hey man, I didn't see you make every throw. I said you make most of them throws, and he been. Like to be fair, he'd been making the throws until Sunday or Monday night and Tuesday. No, I'll be wrong. That's fine. I'll be the last one who says that man's cooked. Because guess what, guys? I got these eyes. These eyes don't lie. That man. No, he's cooked. he's cooked. Man, he like pulled pork. He's finito. He's he Justin ruined. He ruined his family. To go eight and nine and lose in the first round of the playoffs. Justin, not his family. <laughs> this motherfucker has ruined his life. Yes. Because what else? Because if you're Tom Brady, football man, and you say I'm gonna run my wife and children off, my supermodel billionaire wife, just out loud that sentence. <laughs> Hearing it, I I want to slap myself. What are you thinking? Um. Running off my billionaire supermodel Brazilian wife and my children, whom I claim to love, to go eight and nine behind a bad offensive line in a bad division. 
and get my teeth kicked in for Dallas's first road playoff game since no shit in two, 1993. That's some historic shit. I'll give you that. That was historic. Man. And you know what the you know what the wild part is? I don't think what is it? I don't think he comes back to Tampa because I think it is clear that the people in power in Tampa are fed up with him the same way Belichick got fed up with him. I've got a landing spot. Let me hear yours. Oh, he's going to Tennessee because we're stupid. Oh no. I've got an Oakland. They've Ooh. got a tight end. They've got receivers. They've got a pretty good line. They got a coach who really needs who knows him and who needs the same as job. Yeah, counterpoint, that would make them good. And I don't want good things to happen to the Raiders. Now. Oh I come from not a place of want, my friend. I come from <laughs> inevitability. I'm yeah. I'm looking at this like, you know what pissed me off the most if he ended up as a Raider? You know what's probably gonna happen? This kid from the Bay? This kid from the Bay? You think the NFL uh, can't sell us that? Uh, well, the, hell, the NFL, the NFL sold DeMar, uh, DeMar Hamlin's recovery as an endearing story of how football can help you overcome. So they can sell us anything. It's called the triumph of the heathen spirit, my friend. Let's look ahead to the games from this weekend. Kansas City Jags, the line is eight and a half. Kickoff is going to be Saturday. We'll see what time it is, 4.30 p.m. Eight and a half. I know this... What's funny for me is that, like, I can talk about things in the betting terms. That's fine. I know to talk about – I didn't know the whole world only like football for gambling. I thought we were all watching Hawaii at midnight Eastern because we were interested to see how this uh, spread would work against different – like, I, I'm one of those nerds who's like, I should buy X's and those uh, programs on the internet, and I shouldn't because I don't coach anyone. I didn't know that everyone else was doing it for money. I had no idea. Well, let's talk about it for money because that's the common denominator for most people. Eight and a half points. Trevor Lawrence is allegedly in uh, uh, whatever. Allegedly, Trevor Lawrence has never lost on Saturday. I don't give a shit about all that. I'm taking um, that which is Patrick Mahomes, the presumptive MVP this year. I think he was 49 of 50 first place all pro votes. So I think we should live in a world where he wins his next MVP, and the MVP ain't going out like that against Trevor Lawrence. I'm sorry. The things that Jacksonville does well doesn't matter against Kansas City. At all. Like, it just doesn't. And, you know, good for good for Trevor Lawrence. You know, you had the, those four first quarter picks. You were able to pull yourself together and help not screw up and be an active active uh, contributor to your team winning that game. Um, that doesn't matter when Patrick Mahomes can make your defense look like junior varsity. Can I say something else about Jacksonville real quick? I want Urban Meyer trying in the hay. <laughs> you, you feel the way about Urban Meyer the way I feel about Bill Lambeer. Bro, that was a fucking look at this team. They don't 
Fuck, they came back. They don't quit. And I, they're part of that's just a chart. Like, it's too weird. It's the, the, the fraud off that was the Giants-Vikings. This was the cursed off. Like, who is truly more cursed? And once again, the Chargers win. Um, but, like, hey, man, <laughs> the fuck? Urban Meyer had these dudes down horrendous last year. They had people saying, like, oh, maybe, maybe Trevor Lawrence just can't cut it at this level. And Trevor Lawrence is like, I'm not the problem. He's like screaming into the night. I'm not the problem. I swear to God, I'm not. It's not me. It's not me. It's him. Please believe me. And Trevor was right. <laughs> the Hague, I tell you. The Hague. Second game on Saturday. Giants-Eagles. Kind of something that's really distasteful for me. Of the four NFC playoff teams remaining, three are in the fucking East. And the other one is the Washington football team who cannot for the life of them find a quarterback. And I don't understand how this happened. They were a toilet like two years ago. This entire division was a toilet. And now I'm about to talk about three straight NFC East teams. I don't like it. I don't appreciate it. And I would really like it if San Francisco could knock off Dallas on Sunday night. That being said, Philadelphia is being favored by seven and a half. It's a home game Saturday night. Can I be honest, Justin? I'm not betting against Danny Dimes. And I can't believe I said that name unironically. I am not betting in favor of a quarterback coming off of that injury. What, it's been three weeks now? Can they pull him at halftime for Tua? <laughs> you know what's terrifying? I, I, after two, after back to back titles, I can make those jokes now. Uh, you know what's terrifying? No, everyone back to back titles, eight and four of the teams. Anyway, laughing. Oh, at why did? Why, why, why? See, we, we were having a good time. Sunday, we were. Sunday, Cincinnati travels to Buffalo. Three o'clock kick. And if Buffalo and Kansas City both win, they'll be playing this game in Atlanta because God hates me. <laughs> the oh. Bengals are favored, or excuse me, five point dogs. I'll take Buffalo. These are two teams that I don't think are playing very well right now. But also, I learned the Bengals can't block anyone as of last week again. I don't know if they're going in phases. If it works with the moon, maybe they are just like Jake Lockley. I don't know. All I know, that was a Mark Spector, anyone else? It's fine. You guys will get it later. Um, I mean, if they're listening to this podcast on this network, they should. That's a really, really strong point by you. I'll take Buffalo, I guess. Like, because I can't believe that Josh Allen's going to be that dumb two weeks in a row. But at the same time, I've got like three years of backlog of him doing that shit. So, you know what I think is with Josh Allen? It's kind of a perfect storm game. I think Josh Allen's great when he's up. And when he feels that pressure from being down, that it kind of it makes him do things that are outside of his character. So, and the Bengals have a propensity to come back on people. So, like, this could be a really fun kind of high-level shootout. The over-under on this one is 48. I would actually bang the over and um, give me Buffalo, and I'll, I'll, I'll fade the five. That seems like a dangerous proposition, but also feels like we're destined to have this game happen in Atlanta with all these Buffalo transplants that live here. Uh, just something to keep in mind. Uh-oh. One one team has Ed Oliver. The Very other cool. team is the Cincinnati Bengals. You've seen That's that really offensive cool. line for the last two years. 
Yeah, Buffalo in the over there. I think they're I think yeah. they get over. I think everyone <laughs> yeah. scores some points. Buffalo in the over feels like a really good bet there. Yeah. Um, and then last but certainly not least, a, a game from our youth. We're both men of a certain age, and there's a point in time in our childhood when Cowboys at Niners in the playoffs was that was the Super Bowl. This used to be it. it. Now, three and a half point favored Niners team hosting the Dallas Cowboys. And I got to be honest with you, I'm taking the Niners and I'm not looking back. I'm a believer in D'Amico Ryan's defense. I cannot believe a man I watched play football is already this good at being a coach, but he is. He should have a head coaching job. Um, And I think that the biggest loser of the playoffs is indeed Sean Payton, because now he can't take the Dallas or the LA jobs and he's going to have to figure out something else to do. But D'Amico Ryan should be on someone's sideline next year. Please believe that. Do you you think that Dallas – what they did against Tampa Bay was fun for the reasons for extinguishing Tom Brady. I didn't see anything that tells me they can surmount that against this defense. No, not this defense. And (laughs) on the flip side, that Cowboys defense has gotten worse over time. They might be riding high after after Monday. They left feeling real good on Monday. Well, that was that that was against the the dregs of Tom Brady. Let, let let's see what they do against a younger man that can actually throw the ball further than twenty yards. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> and Brock Purdy's surrounded by kind of talent that Tom Brady would hypothetically leave his team to go play with next year. Anyway. Thank you, Justin, for coming on. We talked about all the things that came in Wild Card Weekend. We talked about things that come in the divisional playoffs. And we even talked about a little of, um, historical talk about the dynasty opportunities here at the University of Georgia, brought to you by Athens, the classic city. And I'm excited, excited, excited to, to take this ride with you guys. We're going to you know, fade away from some of the Georgia talk, let Justin feel better about coming on the show. But at the same time, just know, like a horror movie villain, Georgia's always there. Georgia's always waiting. Justin, tell me where to find you. Uh, you can find me on Twitter at LJ90, screaming into the void about the dregs of the football team I used to root for. Pick one, it doesn't matter. Uh, you can also find me at Three Fifths Podcast. That hurt. Did I tell someone who asked that they couldn't come on the show because I needed to talk to you because I haven't talked to a Florida fan since Georgia won? Maybe. Um... <laughs> I honestly thought. Ruined. I mean, no, that's fair. Like the, the the rate of terror that Spurrier had in the '90s, that I I understand. Like I ruined being on the other side of that childhood. now. <laughs> ruined it. I've never gone to Georgia Porter. I'm now too old to go, and I'm okay with that because ruined my friend, my childhood. Yeah, it's fair. One loss in two years. That's also pretty fair. How about them dogs? That was your show. There is no outro. See you guys next week.